Well, hello there. It feels like it's been a long time, longer than just the two weeks that we have been away. It's only been two weeks, but you are entirely correct. It feels like longer. Well, for the people that aren't part of our Patreon, I'm sure it feels even longer because our last episode that we did was two weeks ago, but it was a Patreon-only one. For those of you who are not in the know, the way this works, or the way this usually works, is that we'll do an episode every week, but then every other episode is available to the general public, and every episode after that is available on the Patreon only. But unfortunately, for the last couple weeks, we haven't been able to record, but we're back, and we have every intention of staying back <laughs> as long as as long as fate allows we missed you we did so if you do want to join us every other week when we're not in your ears on the regular general public podcast feed join us at patreon.com backslash dirty talk podcast and we have it in good faith that we will be recording every week fingers crossed because life has a way of throwing wrenches into your plans. i'm still very much going to be here. And uh, I had a, a small family wedding, but how often can family members get married? Not that frequently. And then you had a, a work situation. Yeah. I was basically we're working back. every day for the last couple of weeks. But we are. Okay. Topic number one, space travel. The future of humankind in space. Here on the Dirty Talk podcast, we've been discussing space travel as a podcast topic for a number of years Since now. almost from like day one. But not just space travel, right. but like sex in space is what we were. We were going to have a whole what episode. We have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Trusting Star Trek ergonomics. Episode. Yeah, yeah. You started contacting professors. Uh-huh. Like, I so did. what do you I have I reached out to us? the Cal Berkeley to like, mm-hmm. wanted to talk about physics professors. And one of them was willing to talk to me until he realized like, what the podcast was. And it's like, I'm sorry, my wife is super conservative oh. and she will not let me. But, oh, wait, 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 wait. So he was interested until he knew the podcast yeah, and then yeah. he stopped being interested? Yeah, because this was a guy oh. who was a friend of a friend because I knew another professor at Berkeley. And he's like, oh, yeah, I should talk to my astrophysicist friend because he's, he's given talks about sex and space before, or just the dynamics, how it work. And so I was like, cool. So I reached out to him. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'd be happy to talk to you. And then he came back. He's like, never mind. What's wrong with this podcast? Because excuse me, because this is a sex podcast, I guess. Well, it's I mean, it's sure, but it's about more than that. I it think. is. It All is right. about more than that, but people don't know unless they listen. But my my daughter's uh, social life <laughs> has also been <laughs> affected by this podcast because wait, 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 what happened? Yeah, as she was talking to some friends at school, and somehow the topic of podcasts came up. And she said, oh, yeah, my dad does a podcast. And they're like, oh, cool. What's it called? And so she told them the name of the podcast and they went home and they told well, their that's mom. On, that's on your that's on your kid. Well, man. And then the mom's like, you are never allowed to go over to their house ever. <gasps> well, honestly, <laughs> yes. look, OK, so for our listeners that don't know, okay. my podcast co-host is doing a podcast with uh, me who is, if you don't know, has done just a, a teeny, tiny, just a smidgen just a bit of corn. a little bit, yeah. Just a, just a smidgen. Just a mouse's so if crumb worth. If your daughter is saying, my dad is doing a podcast with a porn star, 
I could see how the mother would be like, you can't listen to that podcast no more. It wasn't you can't listen to it. She said you can never go over to their house. Um, Because obviously I'm some sort of weird sex crazed pervert. Cannot be trusted around children. To be fair, you can be trusted around children. I can be trusted around children. And I'm trusted around children on a regular basis. Sure. I'm sorry that your interactions with me uh, made someone banned from your house. Ah, that's fine. Whatever. I don't know if I'd like those Are kids you anyways, a weird if their parents were open-minded. Pervert? I can be sometimes. You know, not, I'm just saying. You know, not all the time. <laughs> and okay, so if my daughter's parents, <laughs> if my daughter's friend's parents are listening, no, no, I am not some <laughs> weird sex-crazed pervert. <laughs> Oh my god. So wait, wait. Your neighborhood is listening to this podcast? No, I don't think like, my neighborhood your is daughter's listening to this friends? podcast. Well, it's on your it's excuse me. It's on your kid for telling everyone about this podcast. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, she has That's, been featured on it before, so I'm sure that she's like, oh, yeah, I, I've done I it with my know. dog. All right. All right. Uh, so she's going to grow up and she's going to look back on all of that and realize like, what was my dad doing? She has no Hanging idea. Hanging out with me. Yeah, it's true. Well, uh, you 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 have chosen to give her the name of the podcast, which means your daughter's family's friends check out this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you can't deal with it, uh, sucks to be you. <laughs> and uh, it's also on you for giving out your daughter's uh, name of this specific podcast. I don't so think she could it avoid up. it since I have all sorts of stuff around that has the name of it on there. Yeah, and... but you didn't have. Uh-huh. Uh, it is what it is. You know, we have gone far off topic. Okay, I'm just saying. I, I didn't. This is all news to me. Yeah. I'm just. You're sharing this news with me. What's the topic? Sex and space. I'm listening. What do you got? It wasn't sex me? and space. This isn't about sex and space necessarily. Okay. This is just the future of space travel is female. And is it sexy? Um, maybe. Why? <laughs> Go on. I'm listening. Yeah, I'm listening. Pajama party. What do you got? Pillow fights in space. No, okay. Yes! No, no, that's not what I have for you at all. Sexy, scientific pajama party pillowcase fights in space. This is not happening. It's just very serious science going on in space. Since the 1950s, there have been people working at NASA who have said that astronauts should be females. Do you of know course, why? obviously, because of preg- pregnancy. No, not because of pregnancy. Babies. No, not because of pregnancy oh, or babies. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because they were concerned if they had heterosexual males and heterosexual females in space, they would have babies as a result. Of course. And with the babies being happened, they were they couldn't know what would happen in terms of radiation. Well, and they didn't so know like, how, how do we... birthing would work in space and everything. There'd be right. fluids so how do, how do we prevent How do we prevent pregnancy and babies in space? By having the same gender all crews female, yes, or all exactly. male crews, but that's not the argument. Why? So the argument that only astronauts should be females is because they're lighter and they require less oxygen, then they have fewer heart attacks, and also they're not getting random pregnancies. Well, yeah, neither are a bunch of guys in space either together. But the women are better. Sure, they are better. 
Yeah, they are. That NASA okay. says. Well, it's also it's also based on science. So there is a recent study published. Scientifically, women are better. Oh, yeah. So the average female astronaut requires twenty six percent fewer calories, twenty nine percent less oxygen, and eighteen percent less water than the average male. So so in total for a trip to Mars, and they're planning on doing a long trip to Mars, which would be about a thousand days or so, it would mean that they would need about 1,700 fewer kilos of food compared to if they sent an all male crew. So this is, so this is the argument is that, yeah, women take up less women space. Are better. They're, they're lighter. Mm-hmm. They consume less mm-hmm. than guys. Also, mm-hmm. beyond the, those physical attributes that they have, they are better suited for extended missions because they usually are more cooperative. So according to the study, mm-hmm. it says statistics show that all women groups are far more likely to choose non-confrontational approaches to solve interpersonal problems and most definitely are more likely to deal with a situation without resorting to violence, which could be an issue that happens when people are closed up in a small space for like two to three years on their way to on the way hurling through the emptiness of the universe on the way to another rock. These are all reasons for why. For our listeners, for our listeners that don't know, that was the sound of my nipples being fizzy. Your fizzy nipples? My nipples were being fizzy in terms of female superiority because when you put us on a fucking bottle hurtling through space, not only are there less pregnancies, but we're less likely to get in fights with each other. Mm-hmm. And you're using less food and... Sucking up less air. Less oxygen. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. they've known this since the 1950s, but of course, because of their sexism. That's my (laughs) prevalent sexism, everything, everywhere. That's my nipples. This is why your daughter's parents cannot listen to this podcast. Because you're very explosively fizzy nipples. Correct. Uh, Okay. So why are your nipples fizzing? Um, out of smugness. Smugness for a superior space travel. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Okay, well, go on. So I'm that, listening. Well, that's it. That's what I had. The future of space travel <laughs> could be female. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's, okay. It's, I'm... It makes sense for them to send nothing but an all-female crew to Mars, according to this mm-hmm. one study. No, no, multiple studies will back that up, biatch. Okay, let's move on. You just have some smugness painted all over your face right now. No, 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 no. Let me, okay, let me tell you about how awesome it is to be a woman. Are Uh, you ready? Tell me how awesome it is to be a woman. Skin orgasms. Okay. How many different types of orgasms have you had, my lovely podcast co-host? Um, like quantity-wise, like how many different types? No, just, just how do you usually come? Uh, a couple different ways. Mm, okay, okay. How, of, how many different ways? There's a couple different ways. Couple. It all depends what, what? on the situation or the circumstances. What, three, 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 three ways? Four? No, no. Four ways? Yeah, I five, five ways? I don't know. I don't six, six different ways? Maybe seven? Or is it, is it eight? <laughs> I have no idea. 
It's not, is it? Oh, no. Okay, I let me tell you. you. I'll start just focusing, mm-hmm. paying attention. But you're like, well, that orgasm was different from the last one. Okay, so let me tell you what it's like to have female-based orgasms. Okay. Okay. Clearing my mind. We have clitoral orgasms. Mm-hmm. We have anal orgasms. Okay. We have G-spot orgasms. Mm-hmm. We have mental orgasms. Okay. We have skin orgasms orgasms from somebody licking your knee we have impact orgasms okay right okay so we have keep tickling okay. keep going tickling orgasms mm-hmm. we have feet orgasms i'm not trying to in any way um you know talk shit about male orgasms but one of the delightful things about being an open-minded woman is that there are such a delightful joyous amount of ways for women to orgasm and as an educator and a teacher and an advice coach uh, one of the things i'm always trying to counsel men is that there are so many more ways to achieve orgasm than men are initially aware of. And so many men are like, well, orgasms, penis. It's my penis. It's my penis. That's the orgasms. It's my dick. And they're not able to think outside the box in terms of their cock. And it's only uh, in my experience when men get a little older that they suddenly start to be more open-minded about exploring alternative ways to come, ways that women were uh, more aware of decades earlier. And while it's been making the rounds as of late that a woman had an orgasm at the Philharmonic Orchestra, which I think is delightful, but it started a conversation about skin orgasms. How many skin orgasms have you had, my lovely co-host? None. That I am aware of. I mean, I've gotten horripilations across my body when somebody will touch me in certain ways. So skin orgasms are also known as frisson, and it comes from the French word meaning t- to shiver. And it refers to a sensation that you get when a piece of art, like a song or a book or a film, moves you so deeply that you end up having a physical reaction. Mm -hmm. And people can have Frishon in in museums where they see a piece of art that impacts them so extremely that they basically have a skin orgasm. And they can have it from watching a significant piece to them of a section of film that has such a strong emotional response that they get shivers all through their skin. And they can also have it through listening to music. And uh, recently, um, a woman had a loud, strong, and pronounced uh, frisson, an orgasm, to listening to the Philharmonic Orchestra. And it was so loud that the orchestra actually stopped for a second. And of course, because people get uncomfortable with women's pleasure, it and everybody's on Twitter. There were a lot of people that were saying this was a medical emergency. You don't know what was happening. It certainly couldn't be pleasure. 
And there were other people that were like, this was very obviously pleasure. And the pleasure was so strong that for a moment, she managed to bring this show to a halt. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had an orgasm so strong that you stopped the Philharmonic Orchestra for a moment? Um, I've never come at the orchestra. So no. <laughs> but women, but women do. <laughs> We don't get paid as much and we don't get taken as seriously. We're not as physically strong, but gosh darn it, it's a lot easier for us to have orgasms. You guys are more orgasmic. So there, is that the, is that the trade-off I mean, right there? Is it fair? Uh, I mean, the thing is that I come uh, seven days a week, multiple times a day, and that if I really put my back into it, I can have 50 orgasms in a day. Have you ever had 50 orgasms in a single day? I don't, I think I would be a withered husk if I had. (laughs) Exactly. This, by the way, is why your daughter's parents don't listen to this podcast and kids your daughter's age get banned from coming to your house. Mm. But all I'm saying is it doesn't suck to have 50 orgasms. Because I'm not coming 50 times a day. Is that why? (laughs) Um, because you're doing podcasts with people that talk about coming 50 times a day, which I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm just saying that it, it doesn't suck to be me. I'm not ashamed to be me. And I would like to offer my apology to you and to your child and to our listeners that this podcast is so spicy that uh, people get banned from your house as a result. But the people that do listen to this podcast are heroes. Well, I would hope that she finds some friends with some more open-minded parents. Right. While we are on the topic of education, this is a tiny bit of a buzzkill, but I also think that it's really important. And we do a lot of education and science on this podcast in between the spicy, sexy bits that are so spicy that your kids' friends get banned from your house. I'm sorry, but... Uh, I believe in this podcast, and one of the reasons I believe in it is because of the science background. And I'm not sure if you caught this, but uh, a few years back, uh, Michael Douglas came out as having throat cancer. Do you remember this? Uh, vaguely. I mean, I don't really pay attention hey, to vague, Michael Douglas vague. very much, so it <laughs> could be somewhere there right. in the back of my mind. I understand that Michael Douglas and his health situation is not super high on your priority list. No, and that like is completely. 50. Right, right. Maybe fair 52, and valid. I don't know. But the reason that Michael Douglas came out and said, hey, everybody, I have throat cancer, is that Michael Douglas was a giant horn dog, a slut. A uh, spreading it around town like slutty peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Michael Douglas fucked. Like Warren he Beatty fucked, level. He, he fucked a lot. Mm-hmm. And Michael Douglas was, are you ready for it? Super into eating pussy. Who's not? Well, no, I mean, Michael Douglas was high on the list of men that were like, I will go to town. I will yodel in the canyon. I will fucking eat the oyster. I want to sup at your essence. I didn't know that uh, Michael Douglas and I had so much in common. So much. 
so much. The pussy. The pussy is what you and Michael Douglas have in common. And when Michael Douglas got throat cancer, he said, hey, everyone, just to let you know, the reason that I have the cancer of the throat is my great love of oral sex. And the downside, which we have to report here on the Dirty Talk podcast, because we don't want to just titillate, we also want to educate, mm-hmm. is that when you go down on people, doesn't matter the gender, male, female, queer, non-binary, the moral oral sex you have, the higher your chances are of oral throat cancer. And we are currently worldwide in the throes of an absolutely epidemic case of oral throat cancer. And what's happening is that there are more people on the planet, more people are doing the handshake with their mouth, and the more people whose genitals you shake, the with higher your, your chances with your mouth hole, with your mouth hole. I'm just going to shake your genitals so, with my mouth real quick, if you don't mind. And that uh, leads to a dramatic, noticeable, and scientifically proven uptick of oral throat cancer. So if you have cancer of the mouth hole, uh, we wish you well. And also be careful with whose genitals you put into your mouth hole, uncovered and unprotected, because it is now scientifically proven that increases your chances of oral cancer. I'll take that risk. I'm sure. And many people will. But we want to let you know the risk that you are undertaking when you do that handshake with your mouth. Okay. Well, I'm aware of the risk. And I good, good. welcome it because I enjoy it. All right. Well, moving on from that dismal science, I have... But important, <laughs> useful science. Dismal, important, important useful and useful. PSA. You're welcome. Yes. We are here to help you because we care. And bring you down. No! <laughs> Save people. We are saving people. Fuck you. We are saving people. That's not a buzzkill. You're welcome. All right, moving on right. to uh, more cyberpunk future. I know how much you love to think about the cyberpunk future. I do. Recently, the first babies conceived by robot were born. By robot? Conceived by robot, yes. Uh, go on. So they're working on a robotic method of artificial insemination. So IVF. They want... The, the goal of all this is building a desktop contraption that can be placed in almost any doctor's office where all you have to do is input some sperm and an egg, and then the robot does the rest. There's a, a needle that the robot uses to inject a single sperm delicately into the egg and create an embryo. So the dream of it is... If you need to have some sort of fertility treatment, you just go to your doctor's office. They can harvest an egg. They just get some sperm. The machine has little tubes and things that the sperm can go through. So maybe, I know we talked about the sperm Olympics at one point. We have. We have. So maybe they can run the sperm through little obstacle courses. So only the best sperm emerges through the end. That sperm gets loaded into a needle. The egg is brought into position. The needle then fertilizes the egg it is kept there for about five days, and then a fully formed new embryo is taken out of the machine and implanted 
into the carrier and babies. And this has happened. Two baby girls have been born using this method of the robot injected sperm into egg. I mean, honestly, that is probably the way that uh, human procreation on this planet is going to go because we are having worldwide absolutely catastrophic plummeting levels of fertility. Mm -hmm. And while people want to think that so many of the humans on this planet were deliberately planned and worked towards, the truth is that a lot of of humans are... Whoopsie doopsie. Oh my goodness. Someone's pregnant. I thought you were going to pull out. I I thought you were (laughs) on birth control. Oh, well. But no, those times are passing. And now for people to get pregnant, it's going to have to be a lot more deliberate, a lot more considered, a lot more thought and effort going into it. I was just reading the other day an absolutely fascinating article by Jane Fonda. And one of the points that Jane Fonda made was that in the course of her lifetime, the human population has gone up from 2 billion to 5 billion. Mm -hmm. So in a single human's lifetime, Jane Fonda's lifetime, she had said, when I first started, there were 2 billion humans and now there's 8 billion. So, which is for sure why we have more people on the planet. But at the same time, we're entering a period where fertility is going to be a lot whoopsie doopsie mm-hmm. and a lot more deliberate effort, time, science, mm-hmm. and conscious thought behind babies being made. I think, I think we need to start using Jane Fonda as a term for population growth. So like as population grows, we're like, we're seeing one Jane Fonda's worth of population growth so far. In our lifetime, well, we might see another three Jane Fonda's worth of population right? growth. I mean, that's I think, a solid metric. I think that's a great a, a name Jane, for the metric. A Jane Fonda is five billion people. Okay. Five billion people is a Jane Fonda. Can this planet so, sustain three more Jane Fonda's worth of people? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's too many Jane Fondas. Ooh, we, can't, we cannot afford that many Jane Fondas, of- people. <laughs> That's a lot of Jane Fonda's. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Now I, now I, do I a just lot have of out, out. That, that song stuck in my head. Ugh. Right, right, right. right. Uh, Mickey Avalon. Yeah, Mickey Avalon. Come on, get up, little mama. Let me see you do the Jane yeah, Fonda. Yeah, yeah. Come on, do. And three, also, four. I we mm-hmm. saw Jane. Mm-hmm. We saw Mickey Avalon in concert, and he did do Jane Fonda. He did. And I have to admit, tragically, he did. He did. Yeah. We saw him. And the world um, grew by five billion people in that time. <laughs> he's really coasting hard on a single album. Yeah. He's been using that album for uh, 13 years now. But Jane Fonda's a banging song. So let it be known here on the Dirty Talk podcast, we are officially saying that a Jane Fonda is five billion people. <laughs> five billion people is <laughs> equal to one Jane mm-hmm. Fonda. Well, I mean, that's that's what the science says. Yes. And here at the Dirty Talk <laughs> Podcast, we love science because science is sexy. Who are we to, <laughs> we to sexy. dispute the science of a Jane Fonda? Sexy. Uh, anyways, get right. back. So yeah, so the, basically this is the future of humankind is that we're just going to go to a place where we could just deposit some sperm and some egg. It goes into the machine. The robots do the rest. And it's going to upend all these fertility 
uh, clinic jobs where they're making you know one hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year because if it's just not like, anymore yeah, if it's basically not like a, anymore. Like a, yeah if it's basically a countertop appliance <laughs> that you can do this with yeah. right now it costs an average of like twenty thousand dollars in the u.s to go through one visit one attempt at some sort of specialized pregnancy clinic so with this it's gonna mm-hmm. eliminate those barriers so Almost anybody can use IVF if they want to. Babies are going to be the prerogative of the wealthy. Hmm. And through most of human history, we have stumbled through reproduction with whoopsie-doopsie. It's the pull-out method. It's the Irish Catholic method. It's the cross-our-fingers-and-hope method. Mm -hmm. And we have always kind of inadvertently stumbled through more humans. And we're very successful now, for sure. We are at one Jane Fonda's worth of humans. Yeah. We're at eight billion. Um, no, but one Jane Fonda's worth is five billion. So that is we'll so, in her lifetime. So, so we're, we started we're about, at two. We're, the, the, the Earth is right now about a little over one and a half Jane Fonda's worth of people. Correct. Yeah. But more and more of my friends are like, we want a baby. We've been trying for a baby. We've been doing IVF for a baby. We've invested. to have a fucking baby. Um, They're going to become harder to achieve. No, they're not because now we we just have a thing that you just stick the stuff in and then the babies pop For people that can afford But that's what I'm saying is that it's it's coming down to price because if they just have a desktop thing, if it only costs like a couple hundred bucks to go and be like, ah, here's your embryo. Sure, 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 sure. But now, but where we are now, where you can whoopsie doopsie your way into a new human, mm-hmm. now it's we have to buy the device, do the device, want to have kids, plan on having kids, purchase the device, and use the device. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that as a result, that's less accidental pregnancies and a higher rate of planned pregnancies with people that have the resource to do mm-hmm. so. And usually, you can also determine the sex of the child as well mm-hmm. because you can you can since you can segregate out the different x and y sperm and be like oh maybe we want a boy maybe we want a girl so we'll, we'll start having much more control over not just the gender of the child but also when we start messing with genetics which we are bound to do because we're curious. Well, for sure. And of how, course, whenever how we have did science. we start out this podcast? We started out this spicy, banned, forbidden, not allowed for many years podcast by pointing out that I can have 50 orgasms in a day. So for sure, select for a male embryo. All I'm saying is that the female embryos can have 50 orgasms in a day. So you're saying we need just, at I'm least just, one more Jane Fonda's worth of females on this planet. Because the orgasmic power that will be released upon this world would be a magnitude of nothing we have ever seen before. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. Can you stand the magnitude of two Jane Fonda's worth of women orgasming simultaneously 50 times a day? My my nipples are fizzing. Again. Again, they're fizzing. It is another round of fizzing. Okay. So I know that you're always saying that my podcast topics are buzzkills and i apologize for that you're like oh it should be fun it should be whimsical and um i do more psas and i do science Mm. and i do uh 
you know, practical things that I think are beneficial for our listeners. They're not always as sexy and titillating and fun as your topics, mm -hmm. but I want to give another PSA for our listeners. You're rolling are you, are your eyes. You I can bring see this you rolling down? your eyes. After I brought this back no, up. No, no, no. It's a PSA. <laughs> it's a fucking helpful PSA. Yeah. Fuck you. All, All right. right. Pig butchering. Yeah. Okay. It's necessary for bacon. <sighs> Pig butchering is a form of emotional manipulation that starts out with a text that reads, hi. Have you ever gotten a text that says, Hi. I've gotten all sorts of random texts from just various people. Usually they're just foreign numbers. Hi. 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 Hey. How's it going? What's up? Do you miss me? Hi. These texts are, I'm sorry to report to our listeners, they are scams. And when I get some friendly, sexy, enthusiastic, young, cheerful woman who wants to get in touch with me, it is a scam. And I like to have fun with these texts. I bait them. I pretend I know them. I tell them how great the news is that they have recently won the lottery, that they've mm -hmm. come to an inheritance, that I would like to ask them for a favor. So I have fun with these uh, texts. I but ignore I them get... because I just don't want them to think that they have reached a working number at all. Which was like, nope, not happening. I... I will occasionally engage with these people until they block me or melt down or get unreasonable or start swearing at me. And I know you're like, okay, well, I don't have the time for it. But my thought is this. I'm reaching somebody. I'm getting somebody's attention. And I will tell them how happy I am to hear from them how amazing it is that they got that insurance policy, mm -hmm. how incredible it is they got that inheritance. So what's it like being a Nigerian prince? <laughs> how thrilling it is that they won the lottery and I start hitting them up for a loan. And you would be surprised how quickly these people block you. Mm -hmm. Because as it turns out, the hot young women who want to talk to you <gasps> aren't actually hot young women that want to talk to you. Hmm, gasp. Big reveal. Shocked. So as it turns out, they are indeed a scam. And one of the main ways that this scam works is that it's called pig butchering. Do you know what pig butchering is? Besides the obvious thing that comes to mind when you talk about butchering a pig. It's that's I'm not actually talking about unaliving a animal. You're not talking about making ham. No, no bacon. Okay. Pig butchering is how these scams work. Loneliness is the curse of the human condition. And happiness is a warm gun. It is. And despite the fact that we have almost one and a half Jane Fondas of humans on this planet... All 8 billion of us are terribly lonely. Mm -hmm. And scammers, these pig butchers, work on the fact that people are lonely. And then when you reach out and say hi, and you are a young, attractive, single female, mm -hmm. they want to hear from you. And 
Pig butchering is how you emotionally manipulate someone and you pay attention to them and you lavish them with attention and interaction and time and texts. How is this different from love bombing? Ah, because with love bombing, it's one person who wants to get you in a relationship. And with pig butchering, they want to raid your bank account. Okay. So So how pig butchering, right, it's motive. So so with love bombing, they want to raid your pants. Pig butchering, they want to raid your finances. Correct. So how these pig butchers work is that they reach out to people and they find the people that bite on the bait and the bait is like, hi, how's it going? And you start talking and they start checking in with you in the morning. They start talking about your hopes. They start talking about your dreams. They say, good night. They are there all the time. They want to hear your hopes, your dreams, your thoughts, your fears, your successes. And once you are invested, they say, hey, my friend, let's talk about money. Let's talk about finances. Let's talk about cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And once they have convinced someone they are in a relationship, they start investigating the person's backstory. Usually a lot of people have financial difficulties and they're like, I'm doing so well. I am the manic pixie dream girl that you have been hoping for your entire life. I am wealthy. I am successful. I am hot. I am young. Oh, by the way, oh, I have no worries about money. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have worries about money? Let's talk about that. Oh, I can help you. Oh, oh, the reason I'm so financially successful and independent and we can meet, I promise, on a tropical island while we fuck our brains out like Greek gods is, uh, oh, I started doing some investing. Don't do it. If anyone contacts you and dazzles you and pays a bunch of attention to you and becomes your very best friend and then wants to give you financial tips don't do it it's sad that you would even have to give anybody this warning because it seems so self-evident it seems but what did i say loneliness is the curse of the human condition and when you're lonely and you feel isolated you're not thinking logically before i became a professional naked person i used to do home health care and i would take care of the elderly and so many of the people that i took care of believed that the letters they were getting in the mail, the preachers, the 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 fundraisers, the let's help the poor dogs in some different island, mm-hmm. I would talk to men and women who truly believed they were having a relationship with the letters they were getting through the mail begging them for money. And they would. Some of these people would bankrupt themselves paying money to preachers and faith healers thinking they were engaged to these people. I'm like, this is a form form letter, but it has my name on it. They're sending letters to me. They want money. Well, yes, but that's my fiance and we're going to get engaged. No, you're fucking not. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a text on your phone you get saying, hey, how's it going? It's also some faith preacher from a different country who's saying he's going to pour oil on a scrap of cloth to clear your hemorrhoids. I'm I'm saying be careful. Well, you realize this is why I trust no one ever. Right. Reasonable. Because I have a very cynical view on humanity. Um, I've also dealt with a lot of humanity same. and I deal with humanity on a regular basis, especially when it comes to greed and money. 
And I know, I can see what that is does to humanity. And so I trust no one. Probably a good starting point. Yes. Speaking of, I have Mm -hmm. one last fun little thing. It's a PSA for you as well. Is it a, is it more fizzy nipples? Is it more of a pep? Look, I was trying to help our listeners. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Yeah. You always say my topics are buzz killers, and yeah, I'm just okay, saying. Okay. I'm well, give me a second. People. Let me take this news from around my neck. Take a deep <sighs> breath. I'm helping people. Let's let the Fuck air come back into you. the room. Dude, <laughs> okay. you're welcome. Go, what do you have? Uh, un- yes, take the noose okay. off your neck. Okay, so. Uh, just a couple days ago, in Germany, a 51-year-old man was found tied up in the woods to a tree because of some sexy time bondage gone wrong. So this is a, this is a PSA for people, just like how you were talking about. You're pointing to yourself. What? Why you're pointing to yourself? This is. I'm showing you my shocked face. Okay. If you meet people online for sex. Always let someone know where you are going and what you're going to be doing. Always, always have a friend to call or that if they don't hear from you in a certain amount of time, have them come and check on you. You're just doing all sorts of weird mm-hmm. hand gestures over or there. you like, end you're up just... bound in the woods. Yeah. So, just saying. Was, so what happened was this man had contacted a woman online and arranged for them to meet up. And for her to tie him up to a tree in the woods. And beyond that, it did not go into detail. Unfortunately, in the middle of her tying him to the tree, she got a phone call and ran away. So he was dressed, but firmly bound. And he had pantyhose over his head (laughs) tied to the tree. She got the phone call. It was like, oh, I need to get out of here leaving him there so he was stuck there for a few days yelling for help until a, a cyclist days? and a hunter came oh. along and oh. untied him he said that he did have a box cutter just for situations like this but she had tied him so tightly and so thoroughly that he wasn't able to access the box cutter to cut himself out of the ropes so he was stuck he there. was tied to a tree yeah. for multiple days mm-hmm. <sighs> Wow. Ouch. Mm. That sounds so unpleasant. Yeah. Well, thankfully, people were nearby and nearby. Uh, nearby. A couple of days. A cyclist nearby? and a hunter. Who Surely. else are gonna be going through the woods? I I bet he was a bit dehydrated and cramped yeah. and cold. Well, I'm sure. But he survived. And it's a great story he has now. And he's learned his lesson that if he's meeting random women online for don't weird bondage sex games, let other people know where you are and what you're doing. And that if they don't hear from you for a couple of days, come looking right? in the woods because you might be tied to a tree. There you have it. PSA. That's been a, a <laughs> Whenever you meet That's up with been somebody. That's a safety protocol. Yeah, have a safety right. call. Yeah. I have met um, more than zero people off of the internet for weird uh, bondage shenanigans and i have always had a safety protocol mm-hmm. i've always had someone expecting me i've always had a very narrow window uh, not everybody would have that and there are actually 
apps you can download on your phone for safety apps. Yeah. If you don't so have anybody that you I, could necessarily ask that, you know, if you don't want right, to share with right. somebody you close to you, like, hey, I'm going to go do this weird pervy stuff in the woods and with this woman I met online. I've been fortunate that I've always had someone I could reach out to where I could say, I'm about to go do some weird pervy shit off the internet in the woods. Mm. And every time I've done something like that, I have had a safety call, a phone number, a time window, a estimate of where I'm going to be. But if you don't, for sure, as a PSA from the Dirty Talk podcast, be careful whose genitals you gargle because you could get throat, throat cancer. cancer. and be careful whose random people you meet up with off the internet. If they tie you to a tree and you don't have backup, you're going to end up tied to that tree for a couple of days. That's going to be a sucky few days. There are numerous safety apps that you can download, and we would encourage you to do that because safety first, mm -hmm. or you end up fucking tied to a tree, and that's going to be uh, unpleasant after a while. It will be. Well, thank you for the PSAs. Play safe. You're welcome. Play safe, everybody. That's what we're here for. Now yeah. you're, you're ready for a smug, jaunty salute. The smug, <laughs> excuse me, no, no, no. A, a loving, caring, enthusiastic, and informative jaunty salute without a drop of smugness in it. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back, and we will catch you all next week. Yeah. Booyah. We're, we're putting this episode to bed. My nipples are so fizzy. <laughs> All right, well, go get a towel. Good night. We'll talk to you later. Bye.